TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Live from the new Cashington Studios. You can't see it, but you will one day. Uh, Cha-ching, baby. Ching-ching. We bring you another episode of that Head Trauma Thursdays. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday. Good Thursday morning. Um, or Thursday, Thursday afternoon, right? We're in afternoons now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the times. I've, I upload that much content to Chair Shot. The the times just meld into one. Yeah, Happy I think Thursday. I think it's four p.m. ish. Think yeah, drops. You're you're listening to this sometime on Thursday, so <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. Whether it's a good Absolutely. a good day or you had a good day, of course. It's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. I'm with the Paw Father himself. I'm with Mr. Max. Come on. Uh, oh, you got the Adam Cole. That was was gonna be right if they really I mean, change, cut his hair no, and change it. Yep, yeah, there's there's no um, no copyright theft there. It's all unique. Kablam! <laughs> Can you imagine him coming out with a crew cut, crew cut, and doing the Kablam? <laughs> I would die. Oh, I would have. I would have actually. I mean, no, no shit. I would have loved if if WWE <laughs> pulled a uh, like the copyright infringement and he had to come out and go like whoopee or blah blah blah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of that, I think it's really dope that Brian appreciates and has an understanding that hey, this may be your thing, but it became a thing here. Like, we're not telling you not to use it, but if you just would respect the IP. And he was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, who who would have thought in this world that somebody would have actual good sense? Yeah, and, and not only that, I think we, we see a lot of uh, wrestlers who go over to AEW, uh, and the first thing they do is absolutely shit on WWE. Uh, and they, they may have uh, legitimate grievances, but uh, guys like the Big Show, who, who essentially carved out a twenty-year career there, coming over and 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 uh, downing on the company, uh, Mark Henry a little bit, uh, Ruby Soho did it a little bit for for Daniel Bryan to come in and say Vince McMahon is the guy. I love that guy like a brother. He he did nothing but protect me. That I think speaks volumes of of Daniel Bryan as a person. Uh, he. Uh, he he had as much right to be uh, to have grievance with WWE as anyone. They had uh, he had to go through multiple uh, uh, doctors to get WWE to let him wrestle again. Uh, so he could have easily said, "Yep, they held me back." But no, he was he was honest. He said, "I love that place. Um, I love that Vince uh, uh, really looked out for me." Uh, and the way he's gone off to AEW, he's definitely not burnt any bridges on his on his way out. Oh, no. He'll be back soon. He'll be in the Hall of Fame soon if he Mm -hmm. retires. And I appreciate that he takes some personal accountability because he's acknowledged and and it's very evident if you watch the the Nigel McGuinness doc. It's very evident. He lied openly multiple times about concussions. And so really what should have happened was Nigel should be where Daniel Bryan is, but Nigel was honest. Bryan lied. And so, like, when it all went down, he was like, I can't blame you because I was there all these years and I kept getting hurt. I can't blame you for feeling how you feel. So, yeah, I just appreciate the personal accountability and understanding, like, hey, it's all good. I love y'all. And I love that he said, I wish people could see Vince the way I see him. That felt so heartfelt and loving, like, because so many people see Vince as the devil. And he is the devil to an extent. But individually... Like every, I've never heard anybody say. Very rarely, gets like a handful of people that say individually, Vince is a piece of shit. You don't hear that often. It's normally the business kind of rhetoric and everything, and and the decisions he makes. But individually talking to him, most people all say Vince is great. So, mm-hmm. yep. Speaking of Vince, um, we got a weird show today, y'all. I got some real life shit I got to do. We're going to try. It's going to be not abbreviated. Um, Mag is going to take over and have the better part of the show. Uh, but uh, I really want to have some draft talk because I love the draft. I'm a draft nerd. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, so, and we may come, some other shit may pop up. We'll see. But um, Extreme Rules was this weekend. Um, apparently demons get beat. Jesus is undefeated because Jesus 
Shot to be down. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Acknowledge me, Jeepus. Dog, my boy was looking to the heavens after Finn fell. <laughs> like all they did was the holy water. <laughs> if he becomes if he becomes the anointed tribal chief, I'm done. He's coming out with a massive, massive gold uh, chain with a, a huge Jesus piece. I'm telling you, kissing you, the Jesus piece. He's can you imagine? And, and and looking like a cardinal. Like, oh. Can you imagine the choir singing his theme song to the ring? <laughs> oh. Okay. But yes, Extreme Rules. Weird, bad ending notwithstanding. And I think it's only bad because we don't have a follow-up yet. In the moment, it was terrible. It may get better with explanations Friday. We'll see. Um, uh, but I think it was a it was a very good show. I think it exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've not actually watched uh, Extreme Rules yet, uh, but I've Fair seen enough. I've seen the backlash on uh, on Twitter, especially through the uh, the the wrestling media accounts. Yeah. Uh, and and if you were to believe what they they had put, you'd think this was the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of wrestling. Um, um, not wanting to really kind of uh, call anybody out for it, but yeah, uh, there's some big accounts who maybe want to go back and watch a bit of, of wrestling from the Attitude Era, and there was way worse. There was a lot worse than this, but on all accounts from uh, from more kind of uh, level-headed sources, the whole of the show was pretty good, except for that that Amen ended. Every match hit, even Charlotte and Alexa was 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 good while it lasted, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Alka-Seltzer that didn't sell. <laughs> um, but I'm only bringing that up to say that we're we're this we have we had Raw last night. We're recording this on Tuesday. I know it's come on Thursday, but you know life, right? Mm-hmm. Biggie has uh, retained uh, twice. Because, you know, first match, fuck finish. They finished it in the cage. Both great matches. They have great chemistry. Her business back together, which is cool with random, but cool. Um, and then we're getting uh, to the draft this Friday. Real quick, I thought on her business and tell me if, if I'm wrong. I, and along with I think so many other people are happy they're back together. But man, you can't just bring back Shelton and Cedric, like with no explanation. I was hoping that they did her business 2.0 and brought in new recruits. And I think Keith Lee and Ricochet would have been perfect. Yeah, uh, Ricochet uh, certainly. I think Keith Lee's uh, really kind of uh, pushing for this uh, this homage to uh, Bearcat. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it seems a, a weird kind of a, a flip to bring back the Hurt Business after. They made such a big deal of it of it splitting up. Um, I hope it gets some explanation and not just, oh, we're back together, let's all forget the last six months or so. Uh, but I, I enjoyed the Herbis. I thought they were a, a really cool uh, cool faction. So, yeah, any time we get uh, Cedric and, and Shell on our screens, it's 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 all good for me. The, the, way I w- the way I would explain it, and I've explained it in my head, is this. The one person holding them all back was MVP. Well, MVP's gone for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's had surgery, isn't it? I think he just had surgery. Yes, and uh, I explained on a previous show last week that M- that Bobby Lashley without MVP is like a bull without a matador. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that Bobby Lashley realized last week was that I need help because I beat this dude solo dolo. MVP got hurt in the match, and then as I'm beating his ass after the match my knee goes out and I get cashed in on when if, but if I had my crew with me, it wouldn't have happened. So I, so it's like, I've put it in my mind and made sense of it. And I'm hoping we get that explained on TV, but you know, they got way other things they got to worry about right now. Yeah. WWE, a good WWE. I mean, it it makes sense. He, he thought he could, uh, him and MVP could, could go without the, the minions, Realize that they couldn't. MVP gets injured, uh, and they bring back the means. It, it, it makes sense the way you've explained it. Uh, just if it's if WWE go that route, <laughs> well, then you might as well just go ahead and say that's not going to happen. 
Okay, sir. So the one thing that's interesting to me about this draft is I don't know if it's the the format because the format changes. The past few years has been the same, but it sometimes it changes. I don't know if this is a full draft where we're starting from scratch again or are champions exempt or or is it going to be the draft where a couple people just switch brands? Mm-hmm. And and so so if we're assuming that it's like it was last year where you have to draft everybody, right? Clearly, well, Raw has another one pick. They do. And I believe it's over two nights, so I would assume that it's going to be a big draft, not not uh, a, a, essentially a full roster draft rather than just having having uh, picks here and there. The the reason that the reason that I uh, emphasize Raw having the number one pick is justifiably, if Raw got the number one pick, how you don't pick Roman in the bloodline first? Because mm-hmm. Roman's not leaving SmackDown. Just letting you know that. Or or do you pick Biggie in the New Day? Well, that's the only thing you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Is to keep uh, you to keep your the- championship. Yeah, that that's what makes sense. The that Raw will will pick Biggie, and maybe the New Day, maybe not even the New Day, but you would think Biggie would definitely be on the docket uh, for first pick. Well, you can pick teams, mm-hmm. and they are a fully formed faction. So it makes very little sense to just isolate one of them. So if Roman Reigns isn't going to Raw, which I don't see any reason why why he would. I think the first pick's got to be the new day. It's got to be. So then let's let's do this. Instead of going one one by one by one by one by one, let's pick some people you think will switch will switch brands. Okay. I think that'll be a little more interesting of a conversation because I mean, if we were to sit here and literally go, okay, I got the first pick. You got the sick. We might be here a minute. Okay. So I'll I'll start off with one. I think that's a guarantee. I think AJ Styles and almost are breaking up. Okay. Interesting. And the reason I say that is because I don't think you want to have it where one of them turns on the other and they break up and feud. That won't work. But I also think that almost has is he hasn't outgrown AJ, but he's gotten to the point where he's good enough where he can kind of stand on his own. Do you think? Do you think he's I think he's ready for solo? I'm I'm maybe not so sure. I do believe that they are uh, quickly running out of opponents on, on Raw. I get that. Um, I would suggest that they probably both get get uh, get traded mm. as a team. I, I don't think Omos is quite ready to be that that monster giant that that he is eventually going to be. In ring, no, he's still getting there. He has a lot of tools, mm-hmm. but he's still getting there. But he has everything else. He got the swagger. He got the presence. He understands where the better than people been wrestling for 20 years. He understands where his framing is on the camera. That is something that you can't teach. That's just not that's natural. He has a decent little moveset that's growing. It's getting there, right? But everything he does looks believable and he gets it. So I think if the if we can handle all that and just slow it down and then build him up, like I'm not expecting him to to face Roman tomorrow, right? Like, build him up. But I just don't think the originally when they got together, it was AJ had to carry this dude. Now, almost getting bigger cheers than, than AJ. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if it works. I don't know if it's necessary anymore. No, I, I, I get your I get your your mindset from it, but for me it's it, if they're split up because of the draft, it's a, it's kind of a wasted storyline. Uh we all uh, WWE love to use the kind of breaking of, of uh, wrestlers where uh, one tag team partner has outgrown the other one, or one doesn't agree with uh, with with uh, the ideology of the other, and we get that that friction. I mean, we've seen it how many times with Randy Orton and and uh, Matt Riddle. Uh, I think if you split them in a draft, you lose that uh, that pay per view level match between the two. So I think they'll move together. Does anybody want to see AJ versus Omos? Does anybody? I mean, not, not right now, but you'll, I think, ever? If you build, I mean, it, 
if you build the almost is getting these cheers and then we get AJ uh, being uh, jealous of that, he should be the star. Almost was meant to be his, his bodyguard, kind of like the Dakota Raquel stuff. It's a, a tale as old as time in wrestling. I think we can build to uh, to um, almost laying the laying the sweet smackdown on AJ. I mean, maybe nothing you're saying is wrong. That's why they've always done it. It'd be cool to see him do it. Just like I. Some of my favorite breakups in the draft were like when the Dudleys got broke up or when APA got broke up. There was no beef. It was just, well, appreciate it, brother. See you on the other, see you on the other side. But but to counteract that, that give us Deacon Batista and an actual brother Devon, which... Oh, my brother, testify. He's called my name. I got that theme song, by the way, in my phone, by the way. It's, it's a true story. My grandmother has played, she played for the church for like 50 years. She wanted to play a song for the church. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Just don't do it. She was like, teach me how to play it so I can play it for the church. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> and then you could have come out in the suit and the tie and gone, oh, my brother, testify. And then, and then put someone through a table. Hey, if that was if that was a possibility, then we would have done it. If that was a possibility, um, you got one because I got I have quite a few. I've been going through this all yesterday and today. Yeah, so I haven't. Um, I don't pay attention uh, with WWE as as much as you do, especially the, sure. the main card. But uh, there's a few that that are kind of um, knocking around in my head. Who I think need a move. Um, and a lot of them are coming from NXT, especially with this new NXT kind of a. Uh, refit, which by the way, absolutely destroyed Rampage in the ratings. Uh, Dave wait Meltzer. a minute, wait a minute, we gotta go there. We go there, <laughs> just saying, just saying, we no. can take a pause and draft talk and talk about it. It's relevant. Those Rampage went from what a million to 640k, one, one, 1.2 million. Mm-hmm. So, uh, essentially, they lost. 75% of their audience hour on hour over Grand Slam. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think um, some some call-ups will be coming from um, NXT. Uh, one, one who I think is, is done in NXT uh, is Dakota Kai. I don't think uh, outside winning the title, which I don't think she's uh, really going to do now. Uh, I don't. I can't see much more for her to do in NXT. I don't think she kind of fits in with this like this new vibe that they've they've got going on there. Uh, so I can see her being called up. Uh, where she'd go is another matter. I've I've got a feeling that we're going to see quite a few uh, uh, females move from Raw to SmackDown. So I think that she will end up going to Raw, uh, which will be. It'll be interesting. Whether she'll be a huge star on Raw, I've got my doubts. I don't think... I, I just don't think Vince is going to know kind of what to do with her. But, yeah, I Not think the court yeah, goes to Raw. But Vince loves... Vince, and People hate to hear this stuff because it, it goes against what they believe Vince, Vince booking is. But Vince loves people who are multifaceted and can just be a good hand. Mm-hmm. She may never be a world champion. She may never... She might not get every opportunity, but he will put her in every situation he can because she can do everything. Yeah, um, and, she, and she's good at heel and um, face character work. Absolutely. Um, I was under the impression that Dakota, Aaliyah, Zaya, and Austin Theory were already called up. They just hadn't been given a brand yet, so maybe yeah. they will do use the draft to give them a proper brand, but yeah. I wouldn't call it a call-up because they've been on the road with WWE forever. Yeah, they've been doing uh, dark matches, I think. Yes, and Odyssey Jones has been doing dark matches too. So he maybe they've has, already, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe they've already, you know, said I'll see you later. Um, one that I think is a guarantee from NXT. If we're gonna shift to NXT real quick, Hit Row's gone. Hit Row is out of there. They are gone, gone. Like if they're there next week, I am. If they're not, they'll be there to say goodbye. They're they are gone. They are like. They are. They already got their flight booked to wherever Raw or SmackDown is next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, if that faction gets broke up, um, 
it, it'd be a goddamn shame because uh, in the the kind of dying days of NXT 1.0, they were huge. I mean, they they was the best thing on the show by far. Um, so uh, them sticking as a, as a team will be will be superb. I think um, they probably fit more on SmackDown than they do on Raw. I think SmackDown is the the cooler show, I suppose. If if you that's a that's a fair assessment, but that's why I would put them on Raw to kind of cool up Raw. I mean, Plus yeah, they get more time. Well, yeah, there is there is uh, three hours. I can see Raw picking up a hell of a lot of talent uh, to to fill those gaps. But yeah, either way, hit Raw definitely heading for for main roster. And the and the booking strategies have changed because traditionally, when Raw was the flagship, Raw would get the big stars, SmackDown would get the up and coming stars. And then build them, and then they flip. Yeah. Now SmackDown is a show because of the contract with Fox and um, being on broadcast. Raw is kind of the show where it's like the reclamation show or the entertainment show where we'll build people up and get them ready, and then we'll switch them. So I can see Raw stacking up with got like Lashley going over maybe, and with Drew going over maybe, and I think you're gonna flip uh, the mid card champs. So I think. Boogs and Nakamura go to Raw and Priest goes to SmackDown and stuff like that. And then you can put people like Hit Row and some of these other people. Another name here for you, Io Shirai. I think she gets called up. I, I would agree. But the issue is they are up to press still champions. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because tonight... They, uh, well, they defended... They, Against the new, and I say tonight, we're recording Tuesday, Thursday, you'll know what happened. But they defend against Toxic Attraction. Toxic Attraction is looking really good as a group so far. Mm-hmm. What other, what better way to prove it's a new NXT than to have the new girls that just debuted three, two months ago win those titles? I mean, to to go one forever, you could even say perhaps the same could happen with Raquel Gonzalez. I believe she's got a a title match soon um, against, is it Frankie Monet? Got the title shot. That's also Tuesday night, tonight, but I flip it. I don't think Raquel gets called up. I think Frankie gets called up. Mm, uh, I mean, she, they have got that faction going, so I, I don't know about that. I think she's, the stuff that she's doing with uh, with Robert Stone is, is interesting. It's fun. Um so I think Raquel is more likely to go up. She's more of a, a Vince-style female wrestler. Well, you're right. Well, Frankie ain't that much smaller, if we keep it in the buck, no, than yeah. Raquel. But the reason I say he would rather Frankie than Raquel is because, one, Frankie has a, a ready-made gimmick. Raquel doesn't have a gimmick. She's just a hoss. Two, Frankie has proven in every company outside of WWE she can carry stories and carry a division. And three, she has a built and ready-made story because her husband's on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I'm going to throw... I was going to say, one of, one of those two is gone, I think, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to throw a curveball in. Uh, and it's one that the, 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 the wrestler themselves have said that they are they are NXT for life. But I, I think we've... Uh, with the way kind of uh, coming to a natural end with uh, with, uh, with index being uh, a thing and with uh, uh, um, Mrs. Gargano being uh, being with child and Austin Theory kind of uh, being disappeared, maybe. Yeah, he grew up. He grew up. He left. He, he's an empty nester. He left the house. I think Johnny Gargano goes to Raw. Now, I'll say this. This would be the absolute best time for him to go. Because he has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that not only is he a draw, but anything you ask that dude to do. My man got over headbands. I'm pencils. And pencils. <laughs> and knocking on doors. <laughs> so, like, Vince will notice that and be like, all right, he can give me what I need. And... Again, the the roster is not as big as it has been. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to look so crazy for him to be against some of these guys. That may work. 
Yep, and especially if you add uh, another one who I think may switch, um, I think Finn Balor may go to Raw. Well, I, I think we're going to have a Finn Balor-Drew McIntyre swap. Mm-hmm. I think so the top faces, we're going to just flip those because you can't have them on the same show. You just can't do no. that. No, no. Going back to NXT, what about Legato? I think Legato gets called up and they go to the opposite brand as Hit Row. To, to Hit Row, yeah. Uh, uh, especially with this kind of new, uh, improved NXT, which I mean, I say improved in uh, quotation marks, but I've actually really enjoyed uh, the, the the style of uh, of the new NXT. I love the pushing of the the, the newer talent. Uh, it's kind of a throwback to what NXT really was in, in the in the first place. But there's also a lot of recognized stars there that that kinda don't fit now. So that's yeah that's that's interesting. Uh, but I'm gonna stick with the main roster. I think Asuka switches. Um okay. I think there's pretty much she's done everything that there is to do on Raw. I don't want to see Asuka and Charlotte for the millionth time again. Uh, I think she could do a, a refresh going up against the likes of uh, Banks uh, and Belair and 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 Bayley. So yeah, I think Asuka Asuka switches to SmackDown. I agree with Asuka, and I would even say if it, if we were going to do it like like a swap for a swap, I think Bailey goes to Raw. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, my only concern with Asuka leaving is and this is no diss to Rhea and Nikki because they've done great work but state but Raw has to have a face that they can build around right and you got uh Rhea and Nikki in their own thing Alexa's gonna be gone for a minute so who do you build the the who do you Charlotte's the 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 ultra heel Bailey's the ultra heel they done reheated Shayna Baszler back to being the ultra heel mm-hmm. I know Dewdrop is coming up um, so what do you do with that? I, I would, I would, I would say maybe Liv goes over and gets that kind of push up the card a bit and give her a shot to see if she can sink or swim at the top. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it is very heel heavy. I mean, I know they've, cl- uh, they've kind of closed the book on, uh, Alexa Bliss for a while now. I think she's, uh, having a few months off. Uh, to kind of like redress that balance. But yeah, I think Liv is primed for a, a push. Well, she's been primed for a while and it keeps kind of like stalling. So yeah, that that is a move that makes sense. Um, last real major one for me, um, I think with Macy Edge move, I know he's got uh, this still this blood feud story with, uh, with uh, Seth Rollins, but mm-hmm. once you've faced uh, Roman, and there's not really a lot more you can do except face him again. Uh, and there's there's more kind of like dream matches over over there on 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 Raw that I'd I'd like to see. I mean, uh, Edge versus Riddle that'll be a banger. I'll give you the shock of the day. I don't even really believe this shit, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Being drafted to Raw, let's say Raw. Valter and Imperium. I don't think it's that much of a shock. I think it's a, a good shout. I know his NXT contract is is pretty much up. There's not been a lot of talk of him either re-signing or even um, uh, talk of him moving to another company. I think with him, uh, with with you kind of closing down the way it is and his and his uh his role in WXW kind of like um not being as 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 um work heavy, I think he's going to be coming to the US for uh for permanent, and I, I think moving to to Raw would be really good. I think Imperium on Raw would be would be top draw, and I think it I think it will I think it works perfectly because. I, I, you, what has he got like a year left or something like that? Well, he, he signed a, a three year deal, uh, when he first came in, won the title pretty much straight Immediately. away. First match, mm-hmm. uh, he's so he's been champion for way over two years. Uh, obviously, uh, dropped it to Ilya, uh, and and that really coincided with, with his contract running out. I think he only had a couple of months left. Uh, now with there being no word of him, um, being courted by other companies, it, I think it's safe to assume that maybe he's signed a new deal, and and uh, that deal is for for main roster. 
So the way I would play it if I was him is I'd say, let's do this. I'm loyal to you guys. I'm I'm gonna stay with y'all, regardless if we do main roster NXT. But you know how I feel about the states. So I'll give you one year. I'll move to the states for a year. We'll run this for a year. We'll see what the booking's like. We'll see what I feel like living here. At the end of that year, when my contract is up, I have the right to renegotiate to go back to NXT. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair for everybody involved, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's incredible fair. The the only issue I would have is, again, does he fit into this new style of of NXT? Well, I was gonna. I meant NXT UK, but shit, what? By the, it, so it, in the year, if it, if he goes back to NXT UK, who to face who? I mean, well, he's, he's he's yeah. whooped the living piss out of everybody over there, apart from Dragonoff. I mean, even he, he whooped Dragonoff for uh, for the for the first match. So, I think um, I think he comes over uh, permanently. I like your idea of him having kind of options if he's not happy to 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 move back to uh, another brand. But I just don't see how he fits in with this uh, NXT. But a year from now. That could be a totally different thing. We could have seen uh, these new uh, newer stars really flourish, and 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 Walter be like the last boss for them before they move on. One hundred, one hundred percent. Anything's possible. Um, and just because they're focusing on, excuse me, newer characters doesn't mean that they're not still sticking with the mainstays. Pete Dunne's no. getting a huge push. Cameron Grimes still around. La Knight, who should be gone. It's still getting TV time. Ciampa is the champion. Oh, yeah, Un- Uncle Tommy is the champ. Yeah. I mean, so, so who yeah. else have you got then? Uh, because, like I said, I'm, I'm not uh, really kind of clued into uh, the the main roster outside the pay per views. So, what other kind of uh, moves and shakes have you have you got in mind? Would I think we'll definitely see some tag team switch. I can see the Viking Raiders being going to SmackDown. I can see. Uh, well, didn't uh, one of them lose to um, uh, Angel Garza this week? Yeah, but I think Garza and, and um, I think Garza and Carrillo stay on Raw mm-hmm. um, because they 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 got a good push coming. Um, <laughs> every year, either uh, Miz or Kevin Owens is gonna flip. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not both? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but so in, I'm trying to, the way I look at this thing, because I mean, you know, we can go, we can sit here and talk about the the merits of, of, of Riddick Moss and Reggie flipping, but that's not really shit, right? I try to think of it from a, from a position of who are your top six guys in the main divisions mm-hmm. and then like your top four mid-carders, right? So right now on Raw, from single, in a singles position, you have Roman and Seth, at the top of the card as 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 he as heels. Uh Brock ain't going nowhere, clearly. But you so, have Brock. So this is SmackDown. SmackDown, yes, sir. <laughs> you have Brock and Finn as your top faces. And then I think a step below them, you have Sammy and you have Corbin. And then you have Kevin Owens and you have Nakamura. And then the Usos and the Street Profits. I think those are like, and then I, just out of respect for who he is at, up to the company, Cesaro. I think those are your top guys. I can see half of them being gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, C- Cesaro, for sure. He's like Cesaro goes to Raw. Yeah, I think with him having title shots and, and, and falling just short, I think, it, again, he's kind of like in that edge mold where, there's not really much more you can do than the maybe switch brands. Okay. So then if we do the same, that same conversation on smack on raw, and there's a lot more factions over there now, but you have E and the new day, uh, on the, on the baby face side, uh, Damian priest, drew McIntyre mm-hmm. on the baby face side, a reheated Jeff Hardy on the baby face side. And, uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, I think, is where you're probably gonna your top guys on the babyface side. And of course, you have Lashley and now the Her Business back together, AJ and Omas. You have Shamey. Uh who else am I not? Um do you would you even mention Karrion Cross? 
I mean, they did run a promo for him again on on Raw, uh, apparently. So I think they they're pushing pushing him, even though he is a, a throwback to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> he, he, he looks like a a pound store or a dollar store uh, figure from Demolition. Yeah, like the off-brand one. <laughs> like like when your parents couldn't afford a proper WWE one. So they were like, here you go. And you looked at it and you go, I am never going to play with you. You will never grace my ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad, but you're so right. And oh, gonna, oh, you get a sharper and you very lightly <laughs> color it in and make him look like Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's going to be so big. Yeah. But, like, they are really making it hard for this dude. Yeah. Um, they should have kept him as the as the hitman style. That would have worked so well. Just have him coming out in suit and ties, no messing about. That was that's what worked for him. This is just it's just dressing. It's just theater, and it doesn't work. He didn't need it. Well, I while I agree with you, Cesaro already did the hitman professional gimmick. Mm-hmm. Didn't go yeah. nowhere. Like I was. I, ta- I think the difference though is Cesaro. Is too lacked, is too nice. Whereas Carrion uh, uh, Cross, he he looks like he would kill you, and not not have a second thought about it. Well, they were kind of. They do seem like they're kind. Even though he was he's already was kind of doing this a bit in NXT, but they seem like he was going a little towards the Sean O'Hare rest in peace mm-hmm. side of the game with the Devil's Advocate thing. I'm yeah. not telling you anything you don't already know, which could be a cool. Tenet, but then you still got to make it look good when he comes out because right now he looks like a dumbass. Um, he does. Another guy that I think is interesting to talk about what he's going to do, if he's even going to be in the company in the year, is Ricochet. I bring up Ricochet because I had a conversation with a friend of mine and his first, his, the, his words were, shout out to my boy Rab Ropes, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Mags's uh, nemesis. His nemesis that Mags don't even remember half the time. <laughs> but his th- his thoughts were, uh, I just want to see Ricochet used more. Mm-hmm. And my response was, I do too. But they got twelve people that can do what he does on his show. So what sets him apart? And he's working, and I give him all the credit for trying to do get better at the character work and the promo work and things that set him off besides having great matches. But everybody on that card could have great matches. And my my thought was, my, what I said to Rap, Rap, uh, Rap Ropes was, man, even he can't even be the superhero no more. Nikki took that lane. So, like, what is it that can set your boy off? And I thought the heel turn with the her business could have been that catalyst. And while him and Keith Lee deserve to be singles wrestlers, can you see, like, a six-month run of them being a tag team? Oof, that would be pretty badass. I mean, you've got Keith Lee who can do things that no big man should ever be able to do. Yes. Uh, and, and Ricochet, uh, essentially the the guy that Gravity forgot. Shout out to uh, Adrian Neville. Um, who? I think that'd be <laughs> I think that'd be a great tag team. Uh, but I do, I really like the idea of putting him in her business. I think. He's, there's a ready-made story there for him as well because he's always been the the happy, smiley um, um, face, and it's got him nowhere. So he could easily say, "I've had enough of this bullshit. I'm going to side with with these guys who have all the success, who are dripping in gold. I want some of that." And remember, initially, MVP didn't want Cedric; he wanted Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So he Ricochet could say, go back, it, it, we're fantasy booking now, but go back and say, I remember when y'all did all this and y'all turned on, and, and then Cedric turned on me and then y'all went and got every belt and then you kicked away Cedric and Shelton and you beat them in a handicap match and then went on to be the world champion for like eight months. Maybe I want me some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But alas, we go back to the same old, same old. I'm not going to complain because I'm just happy to see the Hurt Business back together. Yeah. Uh, but I just, but it's going to be, this isn't, to use, a, to pardon pardon the pun, but this isn't Hurt Business 2.0. Uh, 
this is her business 0.5 because I, uh, I don't they're glorified jobbers pretty much pretty much they're there to make Bobby look good yeah and that's and that's the disappointment because the her business was never a stable built around one and yes clearly it was built around Lashley but everybody had their merit they stood on they all almost on the evolution or the uh, legacy or the four horsemen side of the game you know who the diamond is, but all four of them stood side by side as with importance. Now, man, it's like Lashley's the guy, and they just in the background carrying the bags. Mm-hmm. But they're on TV. You can't. They can't get blamed. <laughs> um, any other surprises that you that you foresee, or that um, you want to see? Forget foresee. Anything in the world. Pick some. And I, I, I get clearly. I'm not going to say. Uh, Kenny Omega gets dropped. No, like you know, realistically, what you want to see? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't really keep much of an eye on on the main roster. Um, but perhaps uh, I, I mean, you've mentioned Bailey maybe switching. Uh, maybe Jeff Hardy switching could be could be cool. Going back to to um, SmackDown, um, maybe splitting up um, even Marie and and, and Dewdrop. Um, one of them could could switch because um, I don't like that storyline, and it, it could easily be finished. Um, oh, he was so, gone, bro. <laughs> he was gone for a minute after last night. Um. So yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't really keep on with the the main roster, so I haven't got many kind of irons in the fire though. I tell you this, it ain't gonna happen. I don't know if I even really wanted to happen after what happened, but man, if Bray Wyatt pop his ass up Friday or Monday, I'm going to pop and shit simultaneously. Mm, well, I, I very much doubt that because he's uh. After uh, Seth was on the uh, smoking um, school sessions mm-hmm. and saying how pissed off he was about uh, the hell in the cell and how he uh, he wanted to absolutely bitch slap Vince McMahon, uh, Bray Wyatt uh, said on on his Twitter account, uh, "Wait till you hear his side of that story." So yep. I think I think we're going to see him do um move to have a aw or or wherever uh and and do the typical of shitting on wwe well i can tell you this i don't know if he's gonna sign with aw but i definitely think that he will show up on aw this week because they're in rochester for like the Brody Lee memorial show i can see that and i'm okay <laughs> with that but i don't want him i don't want him in aw because they got everybody already and we just spent years bitching about wwe hoarding talent I mean, I, I mean, I don't see AEW as as talent hoarding yet, but what I do see is they're signing big name after big name after big name, and we're getting more and more diminishing returns from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, we've we've had Punk, we've had Brian, we've had uh, Ruby Soho, we've had Adam Cole, and yet the numbers are still dropping. Um, and uh, the the dirt sheets are still switching the goalposts to, uh, or they're winning the demographics, and then they're winning in this particular demographic, and then they're winning in uh, this particular demographic in this particular city, and then <laughs> this particular house is watching, and this particular child is watching. Um, I saw um, a, re- a report from uh, the dude at Wrestling Inc. Is it Alfred? Uh, Oh, I can't remember his last name for. for he's January. not with Wrestling King. He's with, with Forbes. Alfred Kanua, aka Kanua, Big Nasty. Yeah. 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 He said that uh, the the metrics show that AEW have the whitest um, wrestling fandom of of all the major companies, um, which essentially goes along with what we've said all the time that AEW really need to be more diverse with uh, the wrestlers that they're bringing in. Um, so I. I if Bray Wyatt does go, will he move the needle? Uh, as much as we've, we've heard it from, from Roman Reigns, it's rung true because these big pops last for a week and then it's, oh, well, what's happening next week? What's the big pop? And when that finally doesn't happen, the fans are leaving in droves. It's uh, 
it's 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 weird to see. Well, Tony Khan told you that uh, his roster is so white and his fan base so white last week when he him and Dave Meltzer told you tell everybody that they have the richest and most affluent smart uh, fan base. That was that was that was that was you know uh, cold speak for white. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Um, and I think the issue is this: AW is starting to fall into the situation that that WWE is falling into, falling into, and that's everything. The show is great, but like I, I can watch it whenever. There is not a premium to watching AW on Wednesday anymore. Like if I miss it when it comes on, like that's the reason why AW was so hot for two, three years when it's when it started, because you almost had to watch every episode because it was so new and so different. And the one thing they have over WWE that is easily like helps their show is the, sh- the show looks fun and the crowd is engaged. Yes. But like really at this point, and no offense, because I watch it every week, both episodes. Mm-hmm. But what is there that's making you say, man, I got to watch this week? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. You you you've hit the nail on the head. The Grand, first... By the way, Grand Slam notwithstanding, that was that's an that's an anomaly. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but is it an anomaly? Because every other week is a, a special event with with AEW. How many right. how many Jacksonville homecomings have we had since they went back on the road? I mean, they've only been we, Chicago we, and Jacksonville, and they come home every other week. We got one more coming for the end of the year. By the way, that you know that right. That's a good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I I don't know. Um, they got they have. Then you know the John Moxley homecoming. Now we got the Brody Lee Memorial Show. You know, gonna have the QT Marshall bowling shirt special. I don't know <laughs> what else we got going. But the Kip, uh, Kip Sabian return. <laughs> that's gonna be a thing. M- Miro has a live sex show while he prays to God on his on in in the in the ring. Like I, I don't know pleasures what pleasures his wife. <laughs> And they're, and they're doing great work. Uh, you know, it, again... It, 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 it's a fun show to watch. It really yeah. is. AEW, uh, Dynamite and Rampage is fun to watch. The only problem that I have is... And, and it's a very first-world problem. It, it almost feels like I, I shouldn't be complaining about it because it, it's so spoiled. But if every single show is a special, then no show is a special. Yeah, no, that's spot on. That's spot on. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my co-host and Golden Lovers brethren, Kyle Morris, on the Outsider's Edge with me, who has coined this phrase that I live with now with AEW. It's all sugar. Mm-hmm. There is no substance in that show. It's all sugar. I mean, to the point where they, like, Andrade versus Pac on Rampage the other day. Because Dynamite's a good show. I don't really care about Rampage too much. Sorry. And, and the rest of the fan base seem to agree. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But Andrade versus Pac, it's the show so much sugar that they didn't even get an entrance. And they had that was a pay-per-view match. They got moved and the show starts and they're in the ring. Like, what? And again, maybe that's not important to their fan base because their fan base wants work rate. Cool. I want the entrance. So like, I don't know, man. I they're not doing bad work, but they are really living in this world where, like, they they're in a bubble that's slowly diminishing. Because mm-hmm. I think people are starting to see past a lot of the, I I would say bullshit, but the correct term would be smoke and mirrors. I think people are starting to the magic tricks ain't hidden like they used to no more. You know, I see the I see the card in the sleeve. That you post to like people are starting to get that like this isn't this perfect utopia that we have been led to believe, and it's ironic that it's happening after they've made their biggest acquisitions ever. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that was the beginning of the not the downfall, but of the realization. Yeah, the realization, and I think the that that point will be hammered home uh, when we see the first major uh, person to leave AEW. Who is going to be, you think? You think it's Cage? I think it's Brian Cage. I think he's, uh, he feels like somebody who's very frustrated 
uh, that he was going to be a big deal and he's he's not that big deal. And he's a Vince, he's a, he looks like a Vince man. So maybe he could be the first person to cross. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's on the same sense that like Mike Awesome was the first dude to like appear <laughs> for ECW, right? Like Brian Cage is a good hand. I know he's a world champion. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm certainly not saying he's going to come over and, and headline WrestleMania. Uh, uh, that's for sure. But um, he could be. He's a he's a big name in AEW. He made a big splash when he came in. Uh, and if if WWE wanted to get some of that kind of uh, that shock, having him rock up on on Raw SmackDown would certainly start that that ball rolling. People like, oh, Brian Cage is is over there now. Let's see what's going on. I got a shout that you're gonna laugh at that you'd never see coming. I think Jericho going back next year. Mm, I, I I kind of flip flop on Jericho going back to WWE so many times. Uh, you hear him talk about how he essentially asked Vince for permission and what he thought about it, and Vince said, "Yeah, go and do your thing." Um, so there's always that that really. Feels like a really good relationship there. He did the smoking skulls thing, which um, which was a really good kind of like um, raw interview. But then you hear him really trash the company and really trashed some of the storylines and uh, and the way that the company's um, runs. So that puts me in two minds whether he would be would be accepted back. But then we know Vince when Vince. He doesn't give a shit about what's happened in the past if he can make money off you. But yeah. would would he see this Chris Jericho uh and look at him and think that's not the Chris Jericho that that was rocking round with uh flashing jackets and scarves? This is Chris Jericho looks like he, he may need a zimmer frame uh and some knee braces. Um so I, I don't know if they, they would use him now. Well, so I agree with you. But I think he sees the writing on the wall because AEW sees the same shit. They're loyal to him because he was the first major guy they had. Mm-hmm. But you got Chris Jericho's not the same guy no more. But you got Danielson, Punk, Cole, Moxley. Then you got the young crop of kids that y'all just forgot about, like Darby Allen, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. And it's like, do you really need Chris Jericho at the money you're paying him? And. He's teased so many times that he's going to be taking a break, but he's never gone away yet. I mean, the the MJF stuff was the perfect time for him to to go away and refresh, and he's still around now. And now he's getting involved in the storyline with uh with uh, American Top Team. I mean, and that flying knee from Jorge, whew, whew. We'll see. So I understand the way Jorge came up. He was always going to be a fighter, but he missed his calling. Jorge is a perfect professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Let me say this real quick, and then we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, it'll be five rounds fallout. Um, shout out to UFC 266. Great card. Um, I want to say this real quick. For all the people that say that uh, the WWE sees AWS competition, every person that's asked to leave WWE has told Vince we're going to, w- to AEW. And his response to all of them is, all right, have a good time. Good luck, pal. Yeah. So (laughs) if he was worried, would he be encouraging these guys to leave? Exactly. Exactly. Am I reading too much into that? No, I think you're out. Uh, And I I, I don't think he sees um, AWS competition at all. Uh, I think he the, the mindset of him... Uh, he's competing with Marvel. He's competing with Disney. He's competing with uh, with UFC. He's not competing with other wrestling shows as much as um, as fans don't like to hear it. He doesn't. AW just doesn't register to him as a competition. Nope. Nope. If there's anything they compete in, it's simply the fact that they're both fighting for essentially the same wrestlers because they're the only companies that can co- that can afford them. Yeah. But. We're going to take a break. I appreciate you rocking with us. When I, when we come back, it'll, you'll hear the beautiful dulcet tones of Mr. Big Fish himself. Um, before we go, before I go, rather, um, check out ProWrestlingTees.com and get some fantastic t-shirts. Uh, 
that hopefully we can get Max one very quickly because uh, he has like 17 shows in the network. So why not? Kablam. Kab- well, hey, that's that's copyrighted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check out some stuff. I'm sure there's something you'll see you like. Uh, and we'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, guys. Uh, yeah, Ray has uh, gone off to do real laughings, and um, this is where now I want to kind of give a little bit of a, uh, a almost like a mini five rounds fallout. Uh, there's there was a lot of talk post uh, UFC uh, two sixty six of about uh, Nick Diaz and his uh, his reasonings for fighting. Obviously, he didn't look uh, in the best of shape. He had to. Um, move up to to middle, uh, wait for the fire, and even then he didn't look like he um, he he was ready for the fire. He didn't look like he he was uh, trained, and there's a lot of talk of him being maybe uh, needing the money. Um, and then I saw a report on MMA Junkie that is, uh, and it was very kind of almost clickbaiter that his payout for the for the fight was only 16,000 but when you actually delve into the the report it was uh actually 60,000 was his was his compliance payout from from Venom um so I just wanted to to do a, a, a mini rundown of of the finances akin to a five rounds fallout uh that I would do when there is a there's no UFC event uh so this was actually quite a uh, a big payout for in total for for UFC uh, the the whole uh, fat purse and the points and the the bonuses uh, added up to around four point seven million uh, for for the, for the UFC payout. Uh, and my uh, good friends over at MMASalaries.com uh, have provided uh, the the figures and the data. So they're estimating that this is uh, this pay per view has sold five hundred thousand views. Um, and the the payouts are uh, are as follows. So we start with uh, in tenth was Chris Dorcas who who beat uh, Shamil Abdurakhmikov, um, and their their estimated payout was forty thousand win and forty thousand base with a fifty thousand performance and four and a half thousand for the the complaints for a total of a hundred and thirty four thousand five hundred. Uh, Next up is Marab Dubashvili, who uh, scored that amazing comeback finish against Marlon Moraes. 
and they estimated he's got a, a similar kind of payout as as uh, Dorcas with 14 40 for for the contract 50 for the performance and this time he got 6000 for the compliance for a total 136000 uh, up next, Curtis Blades, uh, again with his victory over Jozinho Rosenstruik. His uh, salary being, a, being a, a long-term fighter and a heavyweight is 100,000 and 100,000 win with his uh, compliance pay of 11,000, being a total of 211,000. Uh, then Jessica Andrade who opened the card with a, a victory over Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, again, she's on 100-100, much like Curtis Blades. Uh, she got a little bit more for compliance due to having more farts. Uh, so she comes out with 216,000. Uh, Dan Hooker next. Uh, he scored a victory on the prelims. A uh, very controversial prelim because he's headlined his last two cards. And he ended up being not even the feature prelim, but the the fight before the feature prelim. But he beat uh, Nazrat Hakparast, um, and he scored one hundred fifty thousand base salary, one hundred fifty thousand win, sixteen thousand for the sponsorship uh, for a grand total of three hundred and sixteen thousand uh, dollars. The first uh, losing fighter on this uh, on this list is Brian Ortega. Uh, up here in, in in fifth place, he lost in the the main event to Alexander Volkanovsky in a potential fight of the year uh, candidate. Uh, his base salary is three hundred thousand, uh, and then with uh, with him uh, in a title match, he gets thirty two thousand in sponsorship for a total of three hundred and thirty two thousand. Robbie Lawler up next. Uh, he obviously faced Nick Diaz in that people's main event, the the third match on the card. Uh, his base is two hundred fifty thousand, with a win bonus of a hundred thousand, and then sponsorship deal of twenty one from Venom for a grand total of three seventy one. Uh, his opponent, Nick Diaz, the highest paid loser on on the card. Uh, he got a sponsorship deal of sixteen thousand and a base salary of four hundred thousand for a four hundred and sixteen thousand payout. And then the the two champions are up next with Alexander Volkanovsky uh, coming up in second with uh, a base salary of 300,000. Uh, no win bonus for, for him in his contract, but uh, he does get a, a payout uh, because of the pay-per-view points, uh, which uh, MMA salaries have estimated at 400,000. He also uh, picked up a performance bonus for uh, for his fight, so he comes out with £792,000 when you add on the, the 42,000 championship sponsorship bonus. And then the the big winner from, from the, the card, arguably one of the pound-for-pound uh, -pound best fighters in the world, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, she pulled uh, a base salary of 200,000, uh, a win bonus of 200,000, uh, and 400,000 for the, the pay-per-view pay points, uh, with a, a 50,000 uh, bonus for the finish, 42,000 for the sponsorship, which is a grand total of £892,000 for uh, Valentina Shevchenko, which is a not a bad payday to say how uh, how easy her fight went. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give a little bit of figures. I tagged them on the end here of, uh, of Midweek Mainstay. Uh, so thank you for, for listening and tuning in. I re we always appreciate the the support that we, we get from, from you guys. Uh, go and check out the rest of the shows on, on Chairshot and Chairshot Radio. It's much appreciated. We, uh, we're working hard to make sure we bring this content to you every single day. Uh, go and give my good buddy, Mr. Ray Cash, a follow at It's Ray Cash go and uh, check out the content that he's bringing not only here to Chairshot but also uh, as part of the team that we have over at Radio Techers and you can follow myself at uh, Podfather Mags again I am uh, all over there at the, at the Chairshot with five rounds with a changing attitude uh, with my good friends Tanner and Aura but I'm also available on uh, Radio Techers and Visionaries Global Media uh, so uh, definitely go and check out some of my uh, my content and um, whilst you're there uh, as Ray said at the, at the, the half time go and check out um, 
the the pro wrestling tees uh, uh, shop for for chair shop there is literally dozens of cool designs out there uh, and it really helps to keep the lights on here at chair shop uh, it helps us bring this uh, content to you uh, and in the in the dulcet tones of, of our good buddy Mr Christopher Platt um, Shalom um, and always use your head thechairshot.com always use your head bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.